The building of this sandbox and its contents are the independent thoughts of each host. It's not our intention, but we have been known to make people see red. Don't come to the sandbox and expect not to get dirty. In fact, we hope some sticks with you. So dig in, let's play, we are the Scarlet Sandbox. Except you don't look like Tanner. At all. Today, today Tanner is in Las Vegas, so I brought my husband to play in the sandbox with us. And he is so nervous, but y'all, he does such a good job. He's so funny. So I hope that he will relax and show you his true self and not be this uptight thing that's sitting across from me right now. So I'm not like a special guest. It's just your husband. <laughs> you're, you're a special guest okay. every day. See, there you go, babe. You're doing it. Look at you. Um, so let's start off the bat with, you know, because Inquiring Minds want to know. We posted, um, in fact, while I'm doing this, I'm sharing this to my personal Facebook so that everybody can watch you live. Everybody, all of our family's just dying to watch Dustin because they know how um, shy yeah. he he's really not, though. I think, like... You act shy, but you're really not. What's well, it's too early for me to have the twelve pack before I open up. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's definitely too early for that. <laughs> and you have to go back to work. Yes. When you leave here, so um, no, I wouldn't let him drink. And actually, I wouldn't say I'm going back to work. I'm saying I'm getting my break. I do enough work around the house and everything else. Oh, we're already going there first. Oh. Um, the first thing that people wanted to know—that's actually like. Everybody was dying to know, like, how do you keep up with me? I, don't. I think people think that I'm have a problem. I don't know that it's a problem. I just you don't have a shut off button. <laughs> like it's nonstop. That's not true. You know I sleep. When? About one AM. <laughs> Get back up about seven AM. No, um, so that was one of the biggest things is, you know, what do you think about um, all our farm chores, all our businesses? I, I think it's a lot of work, but I think all the farming stuff and all the vegetables and all the garden and all that is like your passion. You love that stuff. And, you know, it's funny because when I first met Dustin, one of the first things, do you remember when we were re so? Dustin owns a plumbing business, and I have a hair salon. And when we first met, a good friend of mine, Holly, that worked for me for years, wanted to start a yoga studio. And Dustin had this warehouse, and then he had like a retail spot in the front. And I was like, oh, this will be perfect. I can put my yoga studio. So just so you all know, that was another <laughs> business venture that I started. Um, Holly's still doing yoga to this day, but... Um, she kind of went off on her own and did her own thing, which I'm so proud of her. But anyway, um, he had this little retail and he said, what, do you remember what you said to me? No. You said to me, don't ask me to help you with this. So basically he said, you can do this and you can paint it and remodel it and do all these things to it, but don't ask me for any help. That should have been my first clue right there, except I don't know what it was. Well, I tried putting my foot down, but then I just picked it right back up. No, <laughs> because I realized after I said that and I had to carry. Do you the, remember that? Well, I kind of it's coming back to me now. I remember carrying all the lamps and. Those. No, but yeah, because you told me you were basically like, I don't do manual labor. 
which is hilarious because he owns his own business and he goes out and does manual labor every day. But I just remember he made himself very clear, like not to ask him to do any of my chores or any of my stuff because he was busy. I was busy at the time. How well did that work out eight years later? Well, I made room to fit all your stuff in. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all, if you only knew, like he pretends to not want to work, but you love it because here's how it works on our at our house. I buy all the animals. Dustin takes care of all the animals. Mm-hmm. He goes out there every night. In fact, I don't know if y'all saw, if you've been following me for a while, then you know I bought him. What was that, babe? Like last uh, Father's Day or birthday? It was about this time. I bought him one of those rad bikes. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen those rad bikes? I think that was for my birthday last year. And I really was like, that'll be fun on our backcountry roads whatever and then I thought I might get myself one we go on the trinity but all that rad bike has done is drive from the garage to the barn because he drives it out to feed the animals he is the one that is so concerned with like if they've eaten when they've eaten how much they've eaten well, if the storm seen, is coming have you seen the walk from the garage to the shop <laughs> it's a long one you know <laughs> it is a long one you know we always talk about working out but why when we have a red bike? You know, I'm going to, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I'll go on my stories today and show y'all his, I'm going to show you him when he goes to feed the animals on the red bike and how far of a drive this really is. I work smart, not hard. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so while we're talking about this, um, people wanted to know when, how long did we date? And when did you know I was the one? And why? Uh, we dated probably, I don't know, two or three months before I knew that you were the one. And and how I knew that was... Um, well, that's not what you said 30 days in at the Spice Track parking lot, just saying. Well, but I changed my mind. <laughs> now on this podcast. But I think... I just saw how hard you worked and what you put into everything. And it's everything that you do, everything you put 100% in, no matter what it is. And I think that's what I loved. It's like a double-edged sword. It can be. Because <laughs> I, I do. That is one thing about me is I'm either all in or all out. And so the upside to that is the passion, the drive. The downside to that is my husband doesn't sleep because... Yeah, but seeing that and and knowing that that's what you love is is what I love. And listen, y'all, don't let him fool you because that garden that we have, he's out there eating... He's out there pulling the radishes out of the ground and eating them. I saw you the other day doing that. And I will. He loves it. I do. You love... I mean, we are foodies, so one thing that you'll figure out um, about us is we love to eat. We love... I mean, is there anything that we don't eat? The only thing I refuse to eat is octopus. I know that right off the bat. Ever since I watched that Discovery Channel where the octopus stuck to the guy inside of his <laughs> esophagus, like, I'm out on the octopus. But I don't think, is there anything you don't eat? Uh, no, pretty much eat anything. Yeah. And I'll just tell y'all, like, it's just, I guess that's the Mexican in you that just, that he will eat whatever, try anything, and his stomach is like a steel 
me, I try to eat some things like if I eat too spicy or whatnot, um, tears me up. Nope, not Dustin. He can eat, drink until the cows come home. Nothing, nothing faces you. Um, okay, so Terry wants to know, does Adrian keep you on your toes? Always. Like crazy adventures or just daily chores? <laughs> uh, anything. And I mean, you know, y- y'all probably heard this story, but one day we were going to go to Windstar and we just had a backpack. Didn't have anything in it. Uh, well, I said Oh, this is a good story. We had two toothbrushes, uh, some deodorant. And we only had deodorant because you brought it. Yeah. I literally legit, we had had Landon for a week. Um, I think we were just thinking like, let's run to Windstar. This is one thing I love about our marriage. So we were going to go to Windstar and uh, we get almost to 121. And next thing I know, she says, turn here. Y'all, I didn't even have a change of clothes because like, you know, when you go to Windstar and even if you spend the night, you just like drive back home. So I don't even think I packed a pair of underwear, like for real. So I'm I'm thinking we're going to turn back around and go home. Well, we end up at the DFW airport and... An hour and a half later, we're flying to Vegas <laughs> with a backpack. <laughs> with a toothbrush. We, the only reason we had a backpack was you. And we get down there, and of course, we can't find a room. Oh my gosh, y'all, this was moment. terrible. So Remember, we, it was like UFC, NBA. Oh, yeah. All I, the like finals. Did we even get to gamble? <clears throat> we got, well, remember, first of all, our flight was delayed. So it was supposed to be a nine o'clock flight, which we take a million times because, you know, you have to remember Vegas is two hours behind us. So you really get in about 10 o'clock there. We get in, we go to Golden Nugget where we always stay, where we always get free rooms, whatever. And they're like, Miss Argumanis, they're like, we have nothing. I'm like, what do you mean you have nothing? So at that point, we got to have a place to stay and put our stuff down. So I get on the hotels.com, can't find, I mean, nothing. The only room that we find in that entire town is at the Bellagio, and it's a stu- it's a suite, and um, nine hundred dollars. <laughs> we get over there at what, like one or two o'clock in the morning, because by the time we've Ubered and whatnot and finding everything, we haven't even gambled a. Bit. I don't even think we ate. I don't think so. We get to the Bellagio, we check in, but now like we're so tired because we're old and have businesses and kids. We go to sleep in our $900, but, you know, our plane is leaving back to come home at noon the next day, because remember, I was supposed to do Lisa Schwartz's wedding, wedding her for her vow renewal. Yep. And so we wake up early. So we go to sleep like one or two o'clock in the morning, get back up at like five or six in the morning so that we can gamble a few hours before we leave for the airport. Did you make it back to do her hair? No. Remember the storm? There was a storm. Oh, that's right. So we get on the plane to come home. We have to detour to Houston because of the storm. I can't even text Lisa and tell her I'm not there to do her hair. That's what the spontaneous Adrian living with yes, Adrian yes, gets so you. She keeps me on my toes. <laughs> but that's one thing I love about us is like, it doesn't matter. Like last night we, we had these plans to cook dinner and all the things. We we're going to eat the squash and zucchini out of our garden. Next thing you know, my husband's like, sushi? I'm like, yes. So we go eat sushi instead. I mean, like, that is literally probably my favorite thing about our marriage is either one of us suggests, because let me tell y'all, he suggests a lot. You suggest a lot of stuff, too. Mm -hmm. You know, you're fun, too. And so we're just always game. And it's just like as long as we're together doing whatever, 
we have a good time. Yeah. All right. Tatum wants to know who's your favorite stepchild. And she said there is a right answer to this question. I'd probably say Tatum. <laughs> Did you say that out loud? <laughs> well, she asked the question. <laughs> if you know anything about Dustin, he's going to tell you whatever you want to hear. For sure, hands down. If that would have been Tinsley or Tegan asking, they'd got the same answer. Um, but about Tinsley, them. Tinsley did bring my keys to me this morning after I locked my truck in it running. Yeah. Yeah. So this morning, um, he was already nervous. I mean, how did he locks his keys in the car? The keypad won't work. I've never never had that happen. Uh-uh. And usually my thumb will open the door when you touch it. Well, and your truck has that little thing where it double honks if the keys are left in it. So that's not even supposed to be a thing. That was you trying to get out of doing this podcast with me, but you no, know what? You know what that is? That's a sign that I need to go get a new truck. That's fine, too. I've been telling you that. All right. Cindy wants to know, how did you meet? Uh, me and a friend, Donnie Hendricks, were at uh, the brewery one night hanging out. And I saw her over there. And, of course, me and Donnie were talking. And I jokingly said, there's my new wife. He said, oh, you won't even talk to her. Oh, and he didn't. I had to come talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I go over, and you're actually standing with another friend of ours, girl. And um, I was like, I was actually dating somebody else at the time, but um, that was kind of on the outs. So it was about, well, it was actually like October 23rd. I I have that date because um, that was the same day I got my grant for the wine crawl. That's why I was at the brewery. Oh, yeah. And uh, I left there. We, we I just asked him what he did. He said he owned Platinum Plumbing and uh, had a daughter, Kirsten, that cheered at um, LMS, Laughlin Middle School in Joshua. Well, my daughter's cheered, so we kind of connected there. And But we left. I mean, I left. No phone numbers, no nothing, till the Facebook notification popped up. Dustin Argomenes wants to be friends. <laughs> and then he stalked me for like a couple of months. We didn't actually get together till December 17th. Um, I think it was later. after that, wasn't it? Because we went to Vegas. Well, I'm saying yeah. December 17th is when I saw you again at Dalton's. Oh, okay. Good old Dalton's. And I remember I was walking up and you were standing outside and I was like, yep, that's the one. Well, I, knew, I knew it was meant to be when I had already had a Vegas trip planned with Donnie. And I was and, taking my sister, well, I was going with my sister. I didn't take her. I was going with my sister for her 21st birthday. So we ended up in Vegas the at same the same time, time mm-hmm. without knowing. Yep. And we spent the whole trip together. And not together and not together. So we, he and Donnie were doing their own thing. I was with my family. We would kind of hook up uh, at different casinos and play and whatnot. And then... He flew home. I came home the next day. He came over. We've never been apart since. That's how that went. That's how that went. Um, uh, Okay, so she wants to also talk about um, how we invested in counseling. So this will kind of go in with the other question of what is Dustin's view of co-parenting? this is kind of when, you know, when we first started dating, everything's fun and games, but I've told y'all on my previous podcast, like, I had my first, th- I told him about the first three questions that I asked you, which was, do you believe in God? 
do you have a drinking and drug problem and how I don't like objectifying women. So if that's kind of your jam, I'm not the one for you, whatever. Um, so once he passed those questions, um, yeah, the co-parenting was pretty much our only, um, it's always only been kind of our only, and I don't want to say fight because we never really fought about it. We're just very, very different. Yeah. We both parent different. Um, you know, I come from being the mom and the dad with, for the most part, I've told y'all, with my older girls. And so I had very strict rules and boundaries. We've talked about this. So the viewers already know um, that um, I wouldn't even let my kids have a Coke during the week. And here came Kirsten drinking 12 a day. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when we first met Kirsten, he would let her drive the rhino down the street to the 7-Eleven at 2 o'clock in the morning down Allsbury. Not that I let her. I just... if she. What would you like to call that? Um, She she stole it. (laughs) She stole it. Kirsten, I'm going to have your back on this one. (laughs) That is not true. That is not true at all. Um... When we talked about how Dustin does not like the word no, I think you were actually allergic to that word when we first met. Um, kind of like parking. Well, I think I was just at the time I was trying to be more of a friend than a dad. Yeah. And that's how our co parenting didn't work because I was do whatever you want whenever you want to, you know, to an extent. Don't do nothing you're not supposed to be doing, but... Oh, really? Like what? It's okay. What was she not... What were you going to put your foot down about? That's for a different show. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, So, yeah, and and honestly, um, I'm going to be brutally honest that, um, you know, even even Elvis and I got along, um, you know, for the first 12 years after we split. So I didn't have... Um, a toxic relationship with my ex. Um, and Dustin and Christy were very, very toxic in the beginning. And so having to navigate that um, was tough. And, you know, so when you have, when you don't have a very good co-parenting relationship with the ex-wife and then the daughter's in the middle and then my husband has no boundaries with either of them, that was rough. And so um, this was this this was the day that I knew we were going to be married was because I gave him the name and number of a counselor. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. I had it on that card. And I said, if you want to be better and do better, because, you know, he would tell me. Um, and in fact, when we were first together, I would ask him all the time, like, why do you want to be with me? Because you are nothing like me. And I know I'm hard. And when I say I'm hard, I like me. And I was happy with the, where my life was and the decisions I had made the boundaries, because I've worked hard to overcome a lot of my own obstacles and a lot of my own poor choices. Right. But I was more self-disciplined and Dustin didn't have any. And so I knew that was going to be hard for him to meet me, but I wasn't going to bend in that, you know? Well, when I I was growing up, there wasn't, you couldn't get in the same trouble you can now. Yeah. So for me, my parents just let me do whatever I wanted to because I wasn't going to do, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot I could do. Yes, I put stacks of tires on railroad tracks trying to derail it. <laughs> nothing ever come about, it. you know, nothing ever happened, but I did some dumb stuff. But in today's 
But I think too, Dustin, you know, and Dustin, I've talked about this. I think guys don't understand what can happen to girls. That's what I was always super as somebody who has been sexually abused as a child and as a teenager. um, That was always my first and foremost thought for all of our girls. And so I think single dads don't think like that. And especially if you've never been. Well, I think any guy that is in his right mind doesn't think like that. And I, I never thought that stuff could happen to Kirsten because I don't think that way. Yeah. If I see people that aren't dressed right, they're not supposed to be dressed like that. Yeah. So I didn't see that, but but it can happen for sure. Oh, and we know that. I mean. And there's one everywhere you turn. There is. And so that was my biggest thing was helping our daughters not be put in. And even, you know, I put myself in some situations that I'm lucky that nothing worse happened to me. And so that's what I, I really feel like it is the parent's job to protect their children. Mm-hmm. And um, not that Dustin ever, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, and I've said this a million times, I think my husband is like the best dad, like you are such a good dad. But I think that there were things that you didn't think through that because I had experience there um, made looking, that difficult. And looking back now, there was a lot that I probably could have done different as far as like protecting my kid and boundaries and setting those, and I didn't. But thank God she's 21 now, so I don't have to. Yes, you do. Our kid, our kids at 21 still require our parenting. See, Dustin thinks he can just check out, and I'm still the bad guy. I'm still telling him to finish school and get a job and well, no, get up you, before noon. You still want them to do all that stuff, but, you know, I can't control her anymore. No, yeah, we've gotten in. I mean, I will say, wow, we made it, babe. We made it. <laughs> we made it. Um, <clears throat> but I think that uh, one thing also, going back to the co-parenting, that worked really, really well for us was um, how well you respected me. So, um, and Kirsten, in fact, she was just telling me this like a week ago. Um, if there was one thing, even when you didn't understand why I would want something that I wanted or put my foot down about something or the boundary that I had, he always had my back. He never played me against Kirsten. Uh, we were always a united front and same thing with Christy, you know, um, with his ex-wife, you, you know, there were things that we had to navigate because you have to remember we have a special needs son in the mix. And so sometimes there were things that maybe I didn't understand because I've said this before too, even though I'm the step parent, I'm not the biological parent of a special needs child. And until you are, I just don't think anybody can put themselves in that position to understand. I will never forget. Don't you remember when um, I signed that? Um, Here's a great example. I signed a permission slip for him to go to the school dance. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. We got in a fight about it. Well, and Christy and Dustin were both like, who do you think you are signing this? And I was like, and it was the only time you were like, you should have asked me. And I was like, I didn't think you would care that he would go. Landon loves music, you know, and we always talk about how, because Landon, you know, it's hard to get him out of his room and get him to do new things because he can't play with toys. You know, like he... um he doesn't really watch TV. He doesn't really play with any toys. So like getting him out to experience and especially like we love to take him to those. Remember when we used to take him to concerts in the garden, he loves music. So I thought it would be like so fun. And Dustin was like really upset. And I was like, what, um, where did I go wrong? Do you remember what you said? 
No. My husband has a terrible memory, so when you keep hearing me, <laughs> um, I have like the memory of an elephant, and he's got no memory, so there's that too. Um, do you remember what you were upset about? Not really. You were upset, and you both were, this is what you were both upset about, because in their minds, Landon, they didn't want him to be put in a position to be made fun of. Do you, you remember? You were like, you know, and I don't think like that, right? I mean, Landon would have no, you could call Landon or be mean to Landon, and Landon would have no idea. Yeah. So I never, like, think like that. But, you know, it's so hard for these parents to be like, you know, my kid still isn't the normal can dance at the dance. He can't, right. you know, participate at the dance. And, you know, and we overcame that with, I don't remember if he ended up going to the, I think he ended up going to the dance. But um, the point was, is, you know, there were things that I had to like stop and pause and be like, okay, I didn't think like that. But really those were kind of the only things we ever, um, and I wouldn't even, and again, it wasn't like a fight. It was just more understanding each other. Right. But I think the more that we would, communicate and then we did go to counseling and learned how to communicate on the parenting and the boundaries and the co-parenting and that was the day that I knew for me you were the one for me because anybody that's willing to continue to work towards and always do better that's my guy and that's you well and kids do want boundaries they do you know I mean even Kirsten will say today I'm sure that she wishes I'd have been more strict uh, you may not think that, but they do. Yeah. Oh, she's told me many times that she appreciates, you know, she and I have been fisticuffs. Don't get me wrong, but I think she knows everything, especially now older with her own baby realizes that you do those things because you love your kid. It's yeah. a lot easier to turn your back and be like, go do whatever you want. Just stay out of my hair. than it is to invest and say, you're not going to do that. Oh, you know, you want to cuss and scream and yell at me? Do that, but you're still not doing it because I love you and I'm going to protect you, and that takes work. All right, so Lisa wants to know, do you mind my life being so public on social media? But she also says, I can't ever stop. <laughs> uh, it's okay. There's some times where, you know, if she's getting bashed by somebody, I don't enjoy that, and I don't like Well, neither people. do I. I know that, but I don't – I think if you weren't so public and it wasn't, you would have less of that. Oh, for sure. So there's times where, yeah, I wish she wouldn't be, but this is her life and this is, you know, she's happy doing all of it. But how many time. people, you know, even though, yes, I think sometimes like the haters, sometimes it feels like those Trump sometimes because that's when you get fired up. But how many women message me and tell me I've changed her life or way more. And I will say the people that don't like you, don't know you because if you know this woman everything she does her loyalty is is beyond i mean and she has your back a thousand percent all the time so if you hate her it's because you don't know her if you know the true her you're in her corner all the time thanks babe all right is dustin the calm to your crazy This is what is, this is actually comical. We were talking about this last night <clears throat> before we went to bed. Um, Y'all think I'm the crazy one. And I think daily, because I'm so wild, like, I'll put it all out there. And he's so quiet. You think he is, and he is, you are pretty chill until you're not. When it comes to, like, the 
important things, I'm the level-headed one. When it comes to the kids, the discipline, the money, life stressors, I'm the calm, rational, level-headed. Mm-hmm. I'm a short fuse, go off for five minutes and I'm over it. You're like chill, chill, chill till you're not, and then we call it the volcano. And when Dustin is a volcano, <laughs> you yeah, better get out of the way. Yeah, it's not good. But you he's come, same thing. I think uh, he's come a long way with that. And um, one of the things that I attribute to that change is in our marriage, I think you feel, what did you always tell me? Like you feel more heard, you know, that your opinion matters. Mm-hmm. So I think those are things that have calmed you down. But Dustin gets very stressed and very anxious very easily. I, not so much. I'm more like loose cannon, fly by the seat of my pants. But when it comes to the, you can set your watch by me. Yes. So it's funny that people think I'm the crazy one. And I am on social media. But if you know me. Yeah, you calm down in the evenings. I keep you grounded in. You have to keep me grounded. (laughs) Yes. What's your favorite farm baby? Mine? Mm Mm-hmm. She wants to also know what's your favorite farm baby. And do you love the fur feather babies as much as me? Uh, uh, Porter's my favorite because he's like a big dog. Um, Until you said we were going to eat him last week. Well, he was, he was getting a little rough. <laughs> Porter's like in his teenage phase. Yes, and he's rowdy. But they are best of friends. And he wants to play tackle. And if you didn't see my reel yesterday, you got to go see him play wheelbarrow with um, <laughs> Willow. He saw out of control. He picked her up by the butt end and played Wilboro with her. Um, where was our first date? Hmm. Babe. It was lunch. Oh, roses. See what I'm saying about his memory? Good <laughs> lord. Um, what is your one thing? What is your favorite thing about me? Uh, that you're spontaneous. That's your favorite thing? Yeah, that you just... Keep life exciting? Yes. (laughs) What is the one thing that drives you crazy? You want me to answer this for you? It's definitely my shopping. Well, I didn't want to go there. (laughs) But yes... That is that is one. Of, but, but but you've you've cut. Have back. you met me? Like you, you, you're 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 being quiet in you, the. Ch- you've cut back on that a little bit. From I, from ten items to seven. Oh, thank a, you. A day. Would you and Anthony be friends if Tanner weren't in the picture? Well, I mean, I probably would have never met him if he wasn't with Tanner. But yeah, I think me and Anthony would be if we didn't know each other. Anthony is a guy that I could like for sure. Yeah. So him being with Tanner, you know, makes it better. But yeah, he's definitely a guy that I could like. You know, we talk about that Tanner and I are like the same person 10 years apart. So you have to remember that if we're the kind of the same person, then we've kind of married the same person. And I'd probably think that uh, Anthony and I are the same. Yeah. You know, he's, he, and I say that he's, he's more like you and, Discipline. discipline. He was military. But, you weren't. Yeah. I think had you gone to the military, you'd be a different person too. You so, know. So somebody like him, 
even somebody like Donnie kind of keeps me more grounded because me by myself is is not good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What made your decision about your profession? Was your father in the plumbing profession? No, he wasn't. And if I'm being honest, uh, the money and the freedom. So I had worked at a, a a health food store before I started plumbing. And one of my buddies called and said, hey, you want to come? Of course, I'm 20, 19, 20 years old. You want to come uh, work with us? We get to drink all day. And, of course, I'm 20 years old, fixing to have a kid, and he's like, but the money's good. So I said, okay. So we'd go work from 8 to noon, and then we'd start drinking. And that's not the proudest moment, but, <laughs> it, you know, it worked for about a year, and then, you know, kids started getting older, and I had to, I had to change. But the money, oh, did you change? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I don't think so. The money was was really good, and I didn't have to. You know, it was all new construction, so it's completely different than service work. So, and then I just grew to love it, and now I'm back to hating it. Yes. <laughs> all right, coming from another business owner. Um, how does your husband show support? So I actually got this twice. Um, and it's funny, you know, my husband, I'm going to be brutally honest, uh, with you girls about this. My husband is a absolute support. Um, honey, can you put the sink in? Honey, can you move this bed? Honey, can you get, I just bought a new dresser. I need you to, uh, unload it for me. All those things. Yes. As far as the daily support, um, I've owned a business since I was 19. And I think that, um, I think if in all fairness, I probably support his business more than he supports my business on the daily. But I think his business requires more from both of us than my business. Um, and I don't think that I need that. I don't know how to answer that. Um, I think my husband would tell you, my approval really truly comes from God and myself. I'm not one to really need that. That's a whole other podcast is seeking approval. Um, but do you think I need, I mean, in our eight years, I just don't feel like I've really ever looked for you for approval or just to know that what you're doing is appreciated, you know, as far as that. But I don't know that, like you say, outside of if you need something done, I can do it support. But like a cheerleader, I mean, I always cheer you on everything you do. And I told you this when we first met, which was basically I can do pretty much anything by myself. So when I ask for something, I just want a sure no problem. You know, because if I'm asking, I don't ask for help very often. So when I do, I just need that kind of like, I got this. And you absolutely do that for me. But I just don't ask very much, you know. I don't know if that's exactly how you said it, but I thought it was more like... (laughs) Follow me, and you just stay behind me, and and that's how you can help me. Is that how that went? I don't think so. I think I said, "Hey, I need you to lead this marriage." And it, you know, sometimes a good leader is putting somebody else in charge, and that's what I did. Oh, that's a Pastor Rick. Yeah. Uh, that's a Pastor Rick moment right there. Um, yes, we both own um, our businesses. Um, and I think that's another thing that helps us is being able to relate to each other and give that kind of support. 
you know, when he is on the phone a lot, I understand. When I'm on the phone a lot, he understands. But then we both come back and say, hey, we need to put our phones down and make time for each other. Um, but it's a lot easier than if one of us had a nine to five job and one of us was a business owner, the other one wouldn't understand. Right. So I think we really understand each other um, there. And let's see, um, our darkest moment as a couple and how did we survive it? We don't have a whole lot of dark moments. Uh, you know, there was a time early on where I think like the the boundaries that I didn't have with kids was probably like what we fought about. I would let Kirsten do whatever she wanted to do. Adrian didn't like that I would do that. And then that's what we'd fight about because at the time I knew Adrian was right in how she parented and her, and I wanted to be like that, but I just couldn't get there. So I was still trying to defend Kirsten and, and what I was doing instead of just saying, Hey, you know, but once I stepped back and, and understood what she was saying and tried to follow her boundaries for my kids is when things changed. But what do you feel? How do you, why did you do that? Because I knew in my heart the way you were doing things was like godly and the way it should be done. And and you can have 10 parents and they'll all parent 10 different ways. Sure. But at the end of the day, boundaries and and doing stuff like the Bible says is the way to parent your kids. And I was so far off of that. And thank goodness that and, you... And not that I let my kids, you know, they didn't do drugs. They didn't do, you know, nothing. But staying up till 1 or 2 o'clock on a school night, you know, having Cokes whenever they wanted to, uh, you know, if if you faked like you were sick, I mean, I probably in the last two or three years, I don't know that Kirsten's ever had a headache or a stomach ache that I know of in the last three years. Go back six or seven years. She had a stomach ache or a headache every day of the week and couldn't go to school. <laughs> so, and I was be like, okay, you're sick, just stay home. I'm so proud of her, and I and 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 you know she's really grown over the last couple of years mm-hmm. in her discipline and in her uh, boundaries, and I really believe that's because my husband stepped up and made a difference there. You know, he said this was not okay. Remember, we've talked about when you know that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's okay to tell your kids, like, hey, I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. And he was honest with her. You know, that's one thing that I love is that you were always honest with her. And it's hard when your head's telling you one thing and your heart knows a different. Follow your heart. All right. We need to wrap this up here. But um, I found one of these interesting. Did you guys sign a prenup? Um, No. And honestly... I don't even know how I feel about that because, um, no, and and I wouldn't, um, neither one of us were like millionaires here. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we both have businesses protect, um, whatnot. And I feel like for us, trust was a bigger issue, like not, not issue. I mean, um, more important. Yes. So I don't know about the Bill Gates in the world. I'm sure you want to have prenups, but. For little Adrian and Dustin, I, I would have never. If you would, if you would ask me to sign a prenup, I would have been like, neither one of us make peace enough out. for it to be, you know, that type of situation. And if you and know both of us, like money does not rule us. It's funny because people think that about me, but my husband will tell you, I will blow that stuff up today. Like I will sell everything I own. I don't care if we lose everything we have. I will build it again. I do not care. 
Like money does not rule me. And I could walk away from my plumbing business and go work picking up trash or work for a trash company or do anything because it's just, I mean, money doesn't. Yeah, neither one of us are driven by that. We're just more integrity, hard work. Now, younger on, early, money drove me. But, and I always tell Well, I think that's anybody that's 20. And I always always tell, especially Kirsten, don't do anything in life for the money because it's not worth it. And last question for you, Dustin. Um, How long did you stay married for the kids? How long did it take you to overcome that mentality? Um... And how was that with a special needs? Do not stay married for kids. If that's one advice I can give you, don't do it. I I was in a different situation because I had Landon. And the guilt, if I left a woman with a kid that was handicapped, the guilt would eat me alive. You have to get to a spot where you, you have to know that you have to look out for yourself before anybody else. So I was at a very low spot, and I knew that I had to come first. At that point, I had to come before my kids, before anybody else. And I made the decision to do it and just, you know, it was hard, but it was the right decision for sure. You know, because especially, you know, we'll have to get into the details of this someday, but um, at that time, I, I remember my husband was in such a bad place and doing some things that were very, very, very self-destructive. And I asked him, I said, help me out. Cause I've just never been that way. And so I would ask him like, tell me, help me understand this. Like, um, why were you doing these things? And do you remember what you told me? Mm-mm. You said, I did not care if I lived or died. So when you get to a place like that, so when I tell you guys, when we talk about marriage and we talk about divorce, and we talk about co-parenting, we talk about all these things, like these are legit People with anxiety, depression, we understand, and, and we've and, been there. And your kids will thank you because I promise you they see it, and they don't want to see that every day. And it's they, literally like pull the mask down, cover your own, you know your own nose and mouth, and then help your children because the truth is no parent, no kid wants their parent divorced. You know nobody, but they don't want to see their parents suffer like that. Yes, and more, it, and it is. Do not stay for the kids. And so now you have to use that for good and teach them how to do better than you did, which is the whole point of our Scarlet Sandbox. So we're all working together every day to be stronger, better, leave a better legacy than we had it. And I think we're doing a great job. I'm proud of you, babe. All right. Thanks for tuning in next week. Back to the Tanner and Adrian show. Who knows what that's going to be yet. Um, we haven't even talked about it, but uh, leave us your comments. I'll be checking them all week. Thanks for tuning in. Build your dreams, tear down your walls. I got it, Tanner. Happy wife is a happy life. <laughs>